Praise God, my fellow brothers and sisters in Christ. Welcome to the On Earth As It Is In Heaven podcast. Romans 12.5 says, We who are many are one body in Christ and individually members one of another. The goal of this podcast is to help all members of God's church establish God's kingdom here on earth by learning and discussing his principles Through these discussions, we hope to facilitate actions that will create heaven on earth. I'm your host, JB, and I'm going to start us off with a prayer. Thank you, Heavenly Father, for this time of season, this time of the year, Lord, where we are able to celebrate and give thanks for your birth. We thank you, Lord, that we thank you, Heavenly Father, that you sent your only son, your only begotten son on earth here in human form to be a savior for all of your people lord we thank you that the sin of adam lord was rectified through what jesus did on the cross we thank you lord because we were in need of a savior because of what happened in the garden it was the law that we couldn't fulfill on our own lord And so knowing that you sent Jesus, you sent your son, Jesus Christ, Lord, we get, we give thanks for that today, the day of Christmas, Lord, we just are, I can't express the amount of gratefulness that your people have for what you did for us, Lord, that we can now be in relationship with you. We can now, Jesus showed us, Lord, that we can look to you as a father because you are a heavenly father. It was a mystery in the Old Testament, but it was made known to us through Jesus that you are a heavenly father. You care for us. We are your children and you love us and want relationship with us. And so we take this day, this time of year specifically to focus and give thanks And just send our praises, Lord, to our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pray right now, Heavenly Father, that I would decrease as you increase and that your word would go forth, Lord, that your message of love and grace and sacrifice, Lord, everything that you did for us, Lord, the the way you showed us to live when you were on this earth, Lord, I pray that seed is planted in the hearts of all the viewers, Lord, and that they would truly receive that this time of Christmas is about loving. It's about caring for others, seeing others, Lord, and that it is not about the things that the world has turned, that they celebrate this day for, Lord. We celebrate it differently. We thank you that you see us, you know us, that you're here in our hearts, you're in our rooms right now. I bless Every viewer right now in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thank you guys for joining this special edition, this Christmas special 2023 of On Earth As It Is In Heaven. I am your host, JB, and God really put it heavily. I wasn't even thinking about doing a Christmas special this year, but God put a message on my heart. It's actually when I was listening to a song and I had the lyrics up. 
I'm a horrible singer, so I don't think it is as bad, <laughs> or I don't think I can be uh, getting in trouble for singing the lyrics of a song. It's not like playing the song, but it comes on Joy FM, and the chorus part of it, and this is what really got me thinking. This, let me say first, this may not seem like the normal Christmas message that you get when you watch a Christmas special from a church or wherever it may be, but this is something specific because of the state of the world and the where we are right now. I feel like this is a message that God has called me to put out. But the song that was playing, the chorus part, so the name of the song is Hallelujah Anyway, and the chorus goes, <clears throat> excuse my singing, even if my daylight never dawns, even if my breakthrough never comes, even if I'll fight to bring you praise, hallelujah anyway. Even if my dreams fall to the ground, even if I'm lost, I know I'm found, even if my heart will somehow say, hallelujah anyway. And so that's the chorus of that song. But just, I was singing in the car, singing this song. And I thought about how oftentimes you guys might have experienced this as well. But some bad emotions can come from Christmas Day, depending on how it goes, depending on the family, depending on expectations. Sometimes the holidays isn't so joyful. People can, we can get upset for, you know, not receiving what we believe we should have received. Maybe you've done a lot for a lot of other people and you don't feel like it's being reciprocated. Maybe this is just a time where you get near family members who you're not just so close with. There's many reasons why this uh, specific day can be not so joyful. Some people have lost people on this day or somewhere around this day. And so it just brings up memories of that loss, you know? And so it's not very a joyful season. But when I was hearing this song, it really spoke to me. And another thing that gets added to this day, especially in more recent years, is the controversy over this day period whether or not certain people believe that Christians should or should not be celebrating this day. And we're going to speak on that as well. But just again, this is all meant to be in love. This is meant to help bring joy to the season, to ease people's hearts and their minds. If you are a viewer who has different views on it, that is okay. I believe there are certain things that, or many things rather, that many believers don't see the eye, eye, eye to eye on and they don't agree on. And yet they're also not salvation issues. And so I'm going to read a lot of scripture today. There's going to be a lot of Bible reading today. And I'm going to do let a, a lot of that do the talking. A lot of that give you guys the message that I believe God has for you. Okay, so we're going to start off in Colossians, and I'm going to read all of chapter 2, and then chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. So we're in Colossians. I'm going to read all of chapter 2, 
and then chapter 3, verses 1 through 17. Okay. I want you to know how hard I am contending for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not met me personally. My goal is that they may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that they may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that they may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. I tell you this so that no one may deceive you by fine-sounding arguments. For though I am absent from you in body, I am present with you in spirit, and delight to see how disciplined you are and how firm your faith in Christ is. So then, just as you received Christ Jesus as Lord, continue to live your lives in him, rooted and built up in him strengthened in the faith as you were taught, and overflowing with thankfulness. See to it that no one takes you captive through hollow and deceptive philosophy, which depends on human tradition and the elemental spiritual forces of this world, rather than on Christ. For in Christ all the fullness of the deity lives in bodily form, and in Christ you have been brought to fullness. He is the head over every power and authority. In him you were also circumcised with a circumcision not performed by human hands. Your whole self, ruled by the flesh, was put off when you were circumcised by Christ. Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. When you were dead in your sins and in the uncircumcision of your flesh, God made you alive with Christ. He forgave us all our sins, having canceled the charge of our legal indebtedness, which stood against us and condemned us. He has taken it away, nailing it to the cross. And having disarmed the powers and authorities, he made a public spectacle of them, triumphing over them by the cross. Therefore, do not let anyone judge you by what you eat or drink or with regard to a religious festival, a new moon celebration, or a Sabbath day. These are a shadow of the things that were to come. The reality, however, is found in Christ. Do not let anyone who delights in false humility in the worship of angels disqualify you. Such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head, from whom the whole body, supported and held together by ligaments and sinews, grows as God causes it to grow. Since you died with Christ to the elemental spiritual forces of this world, why? As though you still belong to the world, do you submit to its rules? Do not handle, do not taste, do not touch. These rules, which have to do with things that are destined to perish with use, are based on merely human commands and teachings. Such regulations indeed have an appearance of wisdom with their self-imposed worship, their false humility, and their harsh treatment of the body but they lack any value in restraining sensual indulgence. 
Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above, where Christ is, seated at the right hand of God. Set your minds on things above, not on earthly things, for you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ in God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you also will appear with him in glory. Put to death, therefore, whatever belongs to your earthly nature, sexual immorality, impurity, lust, evil desires, and greed, which is idolatry. Because of these, the wrath of God is coming. You used to walk in these ways, in the life you once lived, but now you must also rid yourselves of all such things as these, anger, rage, malice, slander, and filthy language from your lips. Do not lie to each other, since you have taken off your old self with its practices, and have put on the new self, which is being renewed in knowledge in the image of its creator. Here there is no Gentile or Jew, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbarian, Scythian, slave or free, but Christ is all and is in all. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts, since as members of one body you were called to peace. And be thankful. Let the message of Christ dwell among you richly as you teach and admonish one another with all wisdom through psalms, hymns, and songs from the Spirit, singing to God with gratitude in your hearts. And whatever you do, whether in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. That passage there really sums up the Spirit of God, that when you come to God and you accept him as your Lord and Savior, it is not through human rules, man-made rules, which some, I feel like, again, when we're looking at what's happening in the world right now and the controversy that's coming over this day, even from other self-proclaimed believers, followers of Jesus condemning other Christians for their choice to you know, partake in this, this day in any specific way, we see here that is not what God, not what Jesus would have us do. Even if that is your belief that this is a pagan holiday or however you would call it, you know, the way to go about it isn't to go condemning and judging other believers that you possibly believe is doing something that's not in line with your views. It's one of the biggest divisions that is pretty much came up in the body of Christ is when we look at these issues that don't really go against our salvation with God and our relationship with God, there's differences in opinions. And oftentimes these issues aren't just clear cut explained in, in the word, then it builds up division. And sometimes as the word was saying earlier, 
We can have those where such a person also goes into great detail about what they have seen. They are puffed up with idle notions by their unspiritual mind. They have lost connection with the head. And so people will get puffed up and feel like they're above everyone else because, you know, in their minds, I know the way and you don't and you're doing the wrong thing and you need to do it this way. And we end up judging and condemning believers, which causes a division. You know, again, this is something that comes up heavily around this time of year, which is why I was saying this is not likely a, a Christmas message that you're used to hearing. You know, not to say the other messages are unimportant. It's very important to talk about the birth of of Jesus and the celebration of that and what he did. But there are so many issues that come up during this time and where this time should be a time of joy and unity and believers coming together. Oftentimes, specifically, I'm speaking about on the social media platforms, there is a lot of division that is happening and that is not helping the body of Christ at all. And so when I was reading this passage and it's talking about that our relationship is with Christ, you know, this is what it's all about. It's not about, you know, the being circumcised as it was in the Old Testament or being uncircumcised. These are things also that they brought up in the past and they were, you know, dividing the believers back then on what it meant to be saved, what you had to do to be saved. And they were trying to bring up all this old things and say, hey, you have to do these things in order to be saved. When as we see, as we read the word, it's not about the human rules, about the things that you uh, have to do, okay? But rather about where your heart, have you truly received Christ into your heart? He did the work while he was on this earth, okay? That's when we talk about the birth of Jesus, that's what he was birthed for, That was the reason for his coming was to set the captives free, the word says. If you have received Jesus Christ, you have been set free. You have to receive that. We also know when we read more, we're not going to get too much into this, but the Bible tells us that once you receive Jesus into you and his spirit is in you, then that will produce an outward change. Unfortunately, people are weaponizing that as well. Okay, people, unfortunately, just like Satan did in the wilderness, Believers or self-proclaimed believers nowadays are weaponizing the word against other believers. And that's not what the word was put here for. It was here to build us, to help us learn and help us to teach others, okay, the way of Christ. He said that he would write the, the law on our hearts, okay? And so that is the thing that when you become a believer, there will be an outward change. This is not an immediate change. This isn't a, as soon as you receive Jesus, just like that. It's a sanctification process. There has to be a renewing of the mind, the Bible says, okay? And over time, the outward change that you receive from that is going to be the fruits, the fruit that you bear. It's not prosperity. It's not material things. It's who you're becoming, Okay, you're becoming more like Christ. And so this time of year, this Christmas time of year is a time of being able to celebrate Jesus. Okay, I love that he says, do not let anyone judge you for, you know, any festivals. And, you know, I believe he's talking about the holy days there. And for those who weren't necessarily uh, celebrating the holy days that God has set forth in the Old Testament. And he says that those were a shadow of the things to come. Okay, but what I think he's really getting at there is your heart condition. Okay, what 
is your focus on this time of year, this Christmas time? Hopefully, that focus is not on the sales. Hopefully, that focus is not on that thing you've been wanting all year and that person that you expect to give it to you. Hopefully, your focus isn't on, if I get more people presents, I will get more presents. Okay, those are the the things and the focuses of the world. Okay, I'm not condemning any of the activities that go along with it, such as gift giving. You know, I feel like it's a great time for that. But one important thing I've always felt is you should never give a gift with an expectation to get a gift. That can be a big source of division and anger and hurt around this time of year when you have given went and spent time and gotten a gift for someone and in your mind you're already picturing you know what might this gift be that i get back okay and then it becomes into a selfish thing and you're more concerned about yourself and then the whole message of jesus isn't in your forefront anyway and so we got to be just be careful about this time of year when so much is going on and the world is pushing so much and we are just you know surrounded by it and it's kind of hard to get away from it, you know, and things may not go the way that you would like them to. Things may not go the way you envisioned them to. People may not respond the way that you would have liked them to respond, okay? We cannot control other people, but we can control ourselves and we can choose to live the way and seek out Jesus in the way that he would have been living down here on this earth. You know, how would he if we, if he were us celebrating his birth, you know, how would he respond to people in this time of year? Again, we're getting into the time we're getting close. I'm recording this on a Thursday before Christmas. So we're getting this weekend is going to be pretty busy at the stores, you know, on the highways, on the side roads, there's going to be so much traffic, people trying to get their last minute things. There's going to be the, the mailman that when you ordered, it said it'd be there by Christmas Eve and it's 9 PM. And, and where is it at? And he gets there at, at 10 p.m. and you've been stressing and now you're upset or possibly they might not, it might not get there on time, okay? And then so you get upset with the mailman the day after Christmas when you get this gift and you guys said that it would be here at this time or, you know, whatever it may be. We have to be conscious of how we are allowing this season to affect us because if the fruits of of our actions aren't in alignment with the God that we say we serve, you know, Those are things that we have to take a self-reflection and look into ourselves. You know, what is this season about? We got to remind ourselves, what is the Christmas season about for believers, okay? We always got to be careful not to try to hold the world to our standards. You know, they can make this day about whatever it is that they wanted to. We are called, okay, to worship God, you know, every day, but that's what this season is about for us, okay? Also, you can't let any other self-proclaimed believer, shame you, okay? If your heart is true and you know that the reason for the season, that the reason that you enjoy this time, you want to take this time to celebrate the birth of God. You know, when people say, well, he wasn't born on Christmas. We know that this is about the spirit, about the, just the celebration of when he was born, okay? That's what this is about. Don't let all of them, I forget what the word says. It was like the hollow arguments, that they had that they're going to bring against you. Just let that go. Just let that go. We don't see Jesus trying to convince anybody as far as it, as it relates to being argumentative. Okay. He came out and he preached his word and people received it or they didn't. 
Okay, that sounds harsh, but we know that in the word it tells us also that quarreling isn't profitable. So if you wind up getting into an argument with that person, even if you win, you didn't win because now there's a bad image of what that looked like you trying to get that out. Sometimes it's not you who's going to be the one who delivers that word, but you're part of the puzzle. Okay, you planted a seed. God's going to water it at some other time. Okay, but we can spend this time in joy or for our families. We can choose how we respond to that person that cuts you off, to that person who takes that last gift on that shelf that you wanted. Okay, this is where trusting in God comes in. Who's to say someone else hasn't already got your child that gift? And now you would have had two of them if you would have got it. Or maybe that child, that mom or that dad has been saving up money all year and they never really have money to get their children anything. And this is the one thing that they've been wanting. And it's the last one. And that's why they're so upset because they want to do that where you may, I don't know, but you may have been in a better position. You, Your child has gotten more things. You have a bigger family who's very blessed and they've been getting things throughout the year. And this is just another thing on the child, your child's list, and you've already gotten the major things, but this other child, I'm just throwing out scenarios. We don't know people's lives, but what we can do is show the love of Christ during this season where we are celebrating. We're celebrating Jesus. We should be showing Jesus and expressing Jesus. And so again, that, that song that I was hearing, okay, even if my daylight never dawns, even if my breakthrough never comes, even if I'll fight to bring you praise. So even if that stuff doesn't happen, he's still going to fight to bring praise. Even if my dreams fall to the ground, even if I'm lost, I know I'm found. Even if my heart will somehow say hallelujah anyway. Another thing when it comes to how we deal with people during this time of year. So again, a lot of times when I see people who don't believe in the celebration of Christmas and they're you know, proclaim to be Christians as well. The way they go about it is all wrong. And I found an example in the word where, you know, we see how we probably should be handling this. We're in Matthew chapter nine, verses 35 through 38. Matthew chapter nine, verses 35 through 38. And it says, Jesus went through all the towns and villages, teaching in their synagogues, proclaiming the good news of the kingdom and healing every disease and sickness. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into his harvest field. So, for instance, let's play into the scenario that the believers who don't think we should be celebrating Christmas are correct. Let's just play into that scenario real quick, okay? How did Jesus respond? Because obviously, if you feel that way, then you are feeling like the people are helpless. They don't have a shepherd who's, you're probably thinking that they're getting fed in the wrong places and aren't being fed correctly, okay? So they're like sheep without shepherd. You know, when Jesus came into that type of scenario, how did he respond? What was his feelings here? And it says, when he saw the crowds, he had compassion. He had compassion on them because they were harassed and helpless, okay? Honestly, that's how I feel when I see the people who believe that coming down so hard on other believers and pretty much condemning them to hell because that's not the heart of Jesus. 
You know, that's not how he went about it. And what did he say for them to do? He says, the harvest is plentiful, but the workers are few. Ask the Lord of the harvest, therefore, to send out workers into the harvest field. If that is how you feel, you should be asking God of the harvest, okay? And we'll see what God does, okay? And that's in any given situation where you feel strongly about a specific uh, subject as it relates to Jesus, and you feel like many may, may be being led astray, okay? But the way to go about it isn't to go around condemning everyone who doesn't have your belief, okay? If you truly feel like you're on any given point at any given time, right and they're wrong, okay? Pray to God about it first and foremost, because, you know, who's to say that you're not wrong? We don't know. But we should have compassion first and foremost for anyone we feel is being led astray, okay? And then we should pray for the harvest to be able to help those. So that's just one instance in the Bible that we see. There's many other times where Jesus shows tons of compassion for sinners, those who were sinning many times. A lot of his miracles, you know, are revolving around those types of situations as well. And so that's, we should have the same heart of Jesus, especially in this season when we're celebrating the birth of Jesus. We got to, again, we're trying to be um, light bearers. We should be showing the image of Jesus. So you guys have probably heard from this the song that I was talking about that I've been reading the lyrics from so far. You probably, if you've read the Old Testament, then you know what story I'm about to read into now in Daniel chapter three, where the three boys were threatened to be thrown into the fire. Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and read Daniel chapter three. King Nebuchadnezzar made an image of gold, 60 cubits high and six cubits wide and set it up on the plain of Dura in the province of Babylon. He then summoned the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials to come to the dedication of the image he had set up. So the satraps, prefects, governors, advisors, treasurers, judges, magistrates, and all the other provincial officials assembled for the dedication of the image that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up and they stood before it. Then the herald loudly proclaimed, Nations and peoples of every language, that is what you are commanded to do. As soon as you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, you must fall down and worship the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar has set up. Whoever does not fall down and worship will immediately be thrown into a blazing furnace. Therefore, as soon as they heard the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, and all kinds of music, all the nations and peoples of every language fell down and worshipped the image of gold that King Nebuchadnezzar had set up. At this time, some astrologers came forward and denounced the Jews. They said to King Nebuchadnezzar, May the king live forever. Your majesty has issued a decree that everyone who hears the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music must fall down and worship the image of God, and that whoever does not fall down and worship will be thrown into a blazing furnace. But there are some Jews whom you have set over the affairs of the province of Babylon, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who pay no attention to you, your majesty. They neither serve your gods nor worship the image of gold you have set up. Furious with rage, Nebuchadnezzar summoned Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. 
So these men were brought before the king, and Nebuchadnezzar said to them, Is it true, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, that you do not serve my gods or worship the image of gold I have set up? Now, when you hear the sound of the horn, flute, zither, lyre, harp, pipe, and all kinds of music, if you are ready to fall down and worship the image I made, very good. But if you do not worship it, you will be thrown immediately into a blazing furnace. Then what God will be able to rescue you from my hand? Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego replied to him, King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it, and he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, even if he does not, that and, and that's what I was thinking about, you know, when I heard that song, which I'm sure, again, if you read the Old Testament, you remember this story. Even if he does not, our God is able to deliver us from your hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know your majesty. I love how they still use respect. We want you to know your majesty that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. Then Nebuchadnezzar was furious with Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and his attitude toward them changed. He ordered the furnace heated seven times hotter than usual and commanded some of the strongest soldiers in his army to tie up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego and throw them into the, the blazing furnace. So, so these men, wearing their robes, trousers, turbans, and other clothes, were bound and thrown into the blazing furnace. The king's command was so urgent and the furnace so hot that the flames of the fire killed the soldiers who took up Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. And these three men, firmly tied, fell into the blazing furnace. Then King Nebuchadnezzar leaped to his feet in amazement and asked his advisors, Weren't there three men that we tied up and threw into the fire? They replied, Certainly, your majesty. He said, look, I see four men walking around in the fire, unbound and unharmed. And the fourth looks like a son of the gods. Nebuchadnezzar then approached the opening of the blazing furnace and shouted, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, servants of the most high God, come out, come here. So Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego came out of the fire and the satraps, prefects, governors, and royal advisors crowded around them. They saw that the fire had not harmed their bodies, nor was a hair of their heads singed. Their robes were not scorched, and there was no smell of fire on them. Then Nebuchadnezzar said, Praise be to the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, who has sent his angel and rescued his servants. They trusted in him and defied the king's command and were willing to give up their lives rather than serve or worship any god except their own god. Therefore, I decree that the people of any nation or language who say anything against the god of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego be cut into pieces and their houses be turned into piles of rubble, for no other god can save in this way. Then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon. And so I'm going to end this Christmas message with this. No matter what happens this Christmas season, no matter what you do or do not get, no matter what help you can or cannot receive, we should still praise God 
And in this time of showing praise and honoring and worshiping the birth of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, we should really strive to be good image bearers and light bearers of what Jesus did for us, that the reason why Jesus was even born, which was to save us, to bring us back into relationship with our Heavenly Father so that we could have eternal life forever with Him in heaven. God bless you all. I hope you all have a merry, merry Christmas, and I hope you receive something from this word. From my family to yours, Merry Christmas and Happy Holidays. Thank you for listening to another episode. I hope today you received an on-time word from God and found the inspiration you needed to take action in whatever it is that God has called you to do. Tune in next week to hear another Holy Spirit-led conversation about how together we will bring heaven here on earth according to God's will.